If you're like me, you have a heart for missions and may have already done some missions work yourself. But you also see some huge issues in the way missions are being done. Like why are we still sending out monthly newsletters in a digital age when technology allows for instant updates in the palm of your hand? Or why are we convinced that we need to raise two years support before going when all 12 disciples dropped what they were doing and walked away? Or why are we allowing denominations to decide who can and cannot go do what God is calling them to do just because of things they've done in their past? And at what point did we brand following Christ to be a life of scarcity and sacrifice when it's truly a life of abundance and privilege? These are some of the blaring questions in the missions world today. And Watch Missions Live is here to reshape the way you see missions. It's time for missionaries to rise up, create a shift in perspective, a change, a revolution in the way things are done and give you the real story. One of abundance, fulfillment, and privilege. My name is Aaron Jennings, and welcome to Watch Missions Live. Hey everybody, welcome to the Watch Missions Live podcast. And today I have Michael Abdo, and we're going to do things a little bit differently. Michael's going to interview me about Watch Missions Live from your point of view, so that he can ask those questions that you have going on in the back of your head about Watch Missions Live and what exactly we do. Welcome, Michael. Thanks, Aaron. It's a pleasure being here, man. Hey, why don't you take a few seconds and like tell us about you? That way we know who you are before we get into who I am. Totally. Yeah, man. Uh, bro, I'm just a, a boy from Iowa. <laughs> I was born and raised here. Um, that's currently where I'm living. Um, but just uh, grew up in a Christian household uh, and grew up, um, actually went on a church plant with my family when I was five years old. So missions has always been in my blood um, as something that I've seen it as important. Uh, and then just as I've gotten older, I've pursued that myself. I uh, went on a church plant actually to Madison, Wisconsin, uh, just a few years ago and uh, recently moved back here to Iowa, but got connected with you and what you guys are doing here at Watch Missions Live. So uh it's been sweet getting to know you guys, and that's how our paths have merged up to this point. That's right. Yep, Michael is actually on our staff at Watch Missions Live, so he's helping build the whole thing out, and he's one of the newest members, so he brings that whole trying to figure us out thing. Since we were at it for months before he came around, he's like, well, I don't know about this, or what about this? <laughs> I was like, man, it'd be perfect. Let's just jump on and record, and you can ask all the questions you want. Because yes. that will really give us a perspective from probably a lot of the listeners and a lot of you that are interested in connecting with us. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to let Michael take over and direct this thing, and I will just respond um, to what to where he takes us. <laughs> this is the sweet spot. Now we get the difficult question. Here we go. <laughs> no, I'm curious, um, Aaron. I know um, I've heard from you some, but I'm curious just your history. Um, and what's brought you up to the point where you're at right now and why you've wanted to start Watch Missions Live and um, your history and backstory up to this point. We'll go real fast because it's a long story. But Yes, yes. <laughs> you can listen through different episodes. You'll catch different pieces of it. Um, I grew up, my dad was in full-time ministry. He was the director of a youth ministry called um, Youth for Christ. And so every Wednesday was Youth for Christ meetings, um, teenage stuff. And then um, I think 14 years old, I started racing motocross and I had grown up with a passion for God and we did tons of mission stuff and tons of ministry with my dad and always had a passion for God and always had a passion for racing motorcycles. At 14, I started racing and I felt like that's where I was supposed to be. 
was at the motocross track, my very first race. I'm like, there's no prayer, there's no banners, there's no stickers, God is not here. And the races were on Sundays, so they couldn't go to church and go to the races. And so I felt right off the bat, I was like, this is it. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is why I have a passion for God and ministry. And I remember at that time, I'm 37 now, and that was age 14, so it was some years ago. Um, but they, people told me, that's a worldly passion. You need to let it go. You need to be in church mm -hmm. on Sundays. And I was like, why do I feel like God's telling me to go here, but the world is telling me to stay in church on Sunday? I'm like, what about these people? And so that was kind of my introduction into what God had called me to ministry-wise, which then expanded out over the years into different extreme sports. Um, and so I grew up going to races every single Sunday, and you know, we painted our helmets, we put stickers on our bikes, and you know, we had we basically set a Christian godly example at the track and built those relationships. Years later, um, I was on the police department in Wichita, Kansas. We're jumping way ahead to 24 years old now. <laughs> um, and uh, on there, I found myself just depressed, stressed, went through a divorce. And I found myself picking fights in the hood and then turning my back on people, hoping they'd just kill me. I was just done and tired. And one day I was like, this is not who I was created to be. Either I'm dead in an alley or I got to make a change. And um, I quit the police department. I sold everything I had, got remarried to the um, girl I was dating at the time. who's still now my wife. This was nine years ago. Uh, and we went into full-time missions work. We just said, Lord, wherever you want us, whatever you got going on, we're all in. And we sold everything, quit our jobs, got married and left the country all in one month. So um, we had been doing extreme sports ministry before. Um, I'm sorry. We got into full-time missions work. We yep. went to Kenya and we found ourselves first place standing in the slums of Kenya now as broke homeless missionaries. And I was thinking, man, what if I stood here as a rich missionary? Mm -hmm. I could rebuild all, this, all these houses for everybody, give them houses because they're living in trash igloos and mud huts. I was like, I could rebuild this whole place and feed these people forever. The only reason I can't is because I don't have money. So then it, it spurred an idea of what if, you know, what if I was standing here as the rich missionary or a missionary with money? How do I make money while we're traveling? And so mm -hmm. through our missions experience, it turned into um, uh, real estate investing and then got into business coaching, learned how to leverage technology to where we could do stuff from anywhere in the world so that we could continue traveling and doing what God wanted when God wanted and not having to be tied down to a house and a job and a location. At any time, we could drop what we're doing and just go wherever God wanted us to. And ever since then, that's what it's been all about. And then Watch Missions Live was the ministry that I feel like God's given me coming up to this point is with everything that I've learned, I've been the broke missionary walking barefoot with a bunch of people and not being able to help them, I've been, you know, good job, benefits, retirement, and just depressed and stressed, not where God wanted me to be. Um, I've had both sides of everything. And I started thinking, is God wanting me to be just broke or is that a culture thing that missionaries mm -hmm. are, missionaries and pastors are, are broke? And in the business world, they say you get paid by the amount of value that you bring to the marketplace. And I started thinking as a missionary, like your job is to go tell people about heaven and keep them out of hell for eternity. That's a valuable job. Why are we paying them nothing? 
and expecting them to be broke and homeless. Yeah. Like this doesn't make any sense at all. And I just realized how much culture holds us down. And everywhere mm. you go around the world, culture holds you down in a different place by a different way, but it's always the same. It's always the culture of your church or the culture of your ethnicity or the culture of your town or whatever it is, but you're typically restricted by what is around you. And, um, being in the extreme sports ministry side and growing up racing motorcycles and cage fighting and doing all this stuff. Um, I don't do things normal. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, I felt like there's a, there's a big cultural, there's a big cultural bind in the missions world. And a lot of it is around finances. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is we don't like to be made to feel bad and then ask for money. And so we avoid uh, ministries because that's what you do as a missionary. You ask for money. And so this is where Watch Missions Live kind of formed out of all this. What if we didn't go around asking for money? What if we didn't go around making people feel bad so we could get their money? What if we just did what God wanted us to do and understood that he wanted to bless us in abundance as his children who are doing what he wants? And what if we had businesses and we made that all kind of work together and we were able to make money like people are doing when they make excuses saying they can't do ministry? What if we were able to have a business and make money while we're still free to go where God wants any time? And basically Mm. more money just lets us help more people. And so all of these things, and naturally this could go on for a really long time, but (laughs) all of these things, you know, brought us to Watch Missions Live and, and the the deep part of where that is. If you want more on that, go check out the Watch Missions Live company culture. I dig into it there. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Dude, I appreciate you sharing that. There were parts of that story that I had never heard before. Um, I'd heard a lot of after you went out as missionaries, but someone before that um, was new to me. And Oh, man, I would love to jump into the story of how God provided for your flights and stuff when you and your wife left the country, but we'll jump into that for some other time. Um, so. That's, that's what's brought you up to Watch Missions. What, like, if you had to explain what Watch Missions Live is, just real short, like, what is it? What is the idea? Um, what, what is the meat of it? What makes it different from different ministries out there or what's happening right now? So Watch Missions Live is reshaping the way missions are viewed. And on the outside, that's pretty clear. We're creating a live video streaming platform where missionaries can stream live like reality TV from the missions field. So instead of having to subscribe to newsletters and wait once a month to figure out what missionaries are doing, you can literally walk the streets with them as they're doing it. So on the yeah. forefront, when you hear watch reshaping the way missions are viewed, that's the main thing is we're taking it from um, save up all of your stories and write a good newsletter that gets you donations once a month. And from the donor side, only hearing from your missionary once a month and, you know, wanting to be more plugged in, but having a hard time really getting plugged in. And, um, so it's, it's getting that in the forefront, creating a platform where you tell people as things are happening, what's going on in your ministry and allowing them to be a part of what you're doing on a deeper level. It's changing the culture behind missions, you know, mm-hmm. getting shifting you from this idea that we have to be broke and homeless to, you know, from this scarcity mindset to this abundance mindset that's actually talked about in the Bible. And yeah. so it goes really deep with reshaping the way missions are viewed. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. 
And again, there's so much that could be said about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> this could be really long. I'm trying to keep yeah, it really short. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. And I'll ask one more question here, um, and then we can wrap it up. I'm, I'm curious. So we know kind of up to this point what God has led, um, what the heart and desire is. What is the, the future of Watch Missions Live? And how can people get involved? How can someone listen to this? If there's something in their heart, what can they do to be involved with where we're going? The future is Legacy Missions Live. I want every missionary to start leveraging business systems in their ministry to create a ministry that goes on way after they're dead and gone. Hmm. Um, our ministry, we went and we did what God told us to do and we were obedient and he provided and it was amazing. And as soon as we left, it died. Yeah. Um, nobody's there continuing to do the work. That doesn't mean that we weren't obedient while we were there. It doesn't mean that we didn't do exactly what God wanted us to do. But I step back and I say, man, God has created us to be these amazing, just human beings. Our mind, when you study our mind, it's capable of so much and we're barely using any of it. And I realized I was doing the same thing most missionaries are doing. We go, we're obedient, we seek God, and we do what he tells us to do. But then I started thinking, did I multiply? Would I be the, the, um, the servant in the story of the talents that actually multiplied and was the first, yeah. or did I go and maintain? And so yeah. my goal is to get missionaries thinking of, how can I turn this into something that, when I fly back to the United States or back, back to my country, um, if the plane goes down, would my ministry continue to grow and reach people in the area? And so the future is getting missions and ministry that stand on their own and that multiply the actual ministry itself. And that's what I mean by using business systems in the missions world. It doesn't mean create a business out of your ministry and put God second or anything. It simply says, take what God's given you and reach more people by creating the systems in your business that allow you to do that. Even when you're not there, take the vision he's given you and how do you turn it into five locations doing the same thing? 10, 20, hundred locations doing what God's called you to do because he's called other people to do the same thing he's called you to do. Mm -hmm. And by you getting clear on that and creating something out of that, other people can get behind it. Yeah, so yeah. the way you can help the same thing. If you like what we're doing, we're not asking for money. We're doing what God's telling us to do, period. We're going to tell you how awesome it is to walk hand in hand with God. And we're not going to stop until the whole world understands this is a privileged thing. This is mm. an abundance lifestyle, being able to live and walk with Christ, doing what he's called you to do. And we want people to understand that. So, I mean, if you've got a heart for missions and you don't like certain options that you have, maybe you think there's only one way to do missions and do ministry, most likely we're going to be your out-of-the-box um, place to put what God's given you and to find a way to use it in the way that he's given you because we mm -hmm. believe everybody's given you passions and talents and he gives you those for a reason not so that you can just go fall into somebody else's box if he's told you to go help with somebody else's deal and fall into their box then that's where you need to be but if you feel like there's not a box for you you're not weird you're not doing something wrong he's just called you to something and so we're going to help you uh, as you help watch missions live, we help you develop that. I hope that Perfect. was clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also added on there, depending on where different people are at, whether it's involvement with the podcast, um, whether they want to be interviewed on that, um, or if they have a platform and want to 
interview you. There's a lot of different means depending on where you are, um, but you definitely hit the, uh, the crux of the issue. So I appreciate that. Right. So yeah, exactly. All the different ways. If you want to be on our podcast, we have a Watch Missions Live podcast. We drop a new episode every Friday. Um, it's on Apple iTunes and all your favorites. Uh, we got the YouTube channel, Watch Missions Live on YouTube. And so, yeah, you can come and be interviewed and you can tell your mission story. That's what we do on there. Um, and you can book a call directly with me. We jump on a Zoom and I do the interview right here and then it goes up that way. Or if you have a platform, YouTube channel, podcast, anything like that, you can get me on there and interview me about Watch Missions Live. That's one way you can help us spread what we have going on and learn more and bring some value to your audience. And if God's called you to something and you don't know how to make it work, we want to help you make that work. We don't want you mm -hmm. to have to fit in our box. We want to get your eyes focused on God 100% first and then taking what he's given you and turning it into something amazing. So you can reach out Facebook or email watchmissionslive at gmail.com and then um, we'll help you with that. And if you feel like you really like this and you want to learn more about the culture, you can just set up a discovery call with me or send me an email or whatever and we'll Jump on something and we'll tell you more about it. There's a few ways. Perfect, man. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Well, awesome, brother. Hey, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you uh, going through and explaining all those things for us. Yep. So for everybody listening, I hope that was valuable to kind of have him ask some questions and have me respond. Um, we'll definitely be doing it more. And if you want to get us on there, feel free. Michael, thanks for your time and the interview. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. All right, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, thank you for your time. Please remember to rate and subscribe. After being a full-time missionary, I got tired of people looking at me like it must be really hard to do what you do. And they'd say things like, I'd love to be able to do something like that, but insert excuse. When the real reason was because they saw what we were doing as a sacrifice. That to do missions work, they would have to give up everything that quite honestly was forcing them to do things they didn't like, for people they couldn't stand so they could afford things that they didn't need. The truth is, as full-time missionaries, it was one of the few times in my life when I was truly fulfilled. It was the closest to God I'd ever been. Debt-free, not stressed, and living the life of an adventure I'd always wanted. If you too believe that it's time for a change, then head over to watchmissionslive.com and join the revolution.